Episode 977. Matt Cawthon from the Wheel of no. Time News. I don't I remember thought, the exact I I title. Say unweaving. Another We're going to do Unweaving. Unweaving Matt Cawthon and other news. That's right. I think you'll be interested in this news. I'm glad you all know. I don't know. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian Bringing You Theology at Warp Speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I am Ben DiBono. We're back. We're back. I'm just going to dive right into this. So we've been reading together and with friends and with listeners the wheel of time at least a couple of them <laughs> what do you mean i don't think there's many listeners they're actually following through. they're actually reading the books yeah, yeah. so uh, i know of listeners who are not reading the books and are still listening okay that's good well because of the book reading i've been following the news about the amazon prime series that's going to be starting pretty soon it's going to be premiering on november 19th well get this today as we record there's a report that the actor that plays Matt in Wheel of Time is getting recast for season two, even though season one hasn't even been released yet. That's crazy. I know. So, kind of a bummer. And as I was reading the news, I came across some description of the, the show that, and I haven't watched the trailer. So, this description surprised me, but it might not surprise you if you have seen the trailer. They're describing this show as following the story of Moraine. And uh, joining her is Emmons Field 5. Now, in the book, are they ever called the Emmons Field Five? No, I think they're trying to keep the whole Dragon Reborn series a secret, a storyline, a secret. Uh, because Moraine is a main character, but not the main character, not the protagonist. Right. But it seems like the show, it, in the show, she's the protagonist. Is that your feeling? Also, I think that's how they're pitching it. But a little kind of like Game of Thrones action, exactly. like where they're throwing you off. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, anyways, that's the news. Matt Cawthon, don't get too attached to that actor in the first season because even though he makes it all the way through the first season, he will be recast for season two. So, spoilers, yeah. Matt lives. Yes, he does. All right, can I talk about the Marsha Lucas news? Yeah, now, you kind of teased this news. I don't know exactly what's she's, happening. She's the hero that we need in this time. So, Marsha Lucas, for those who don't know, this is George Lucas's ex-wife, and uh, she is one of the main people responsible for making Star Wars a classic. She's, she's a Hollywood editor, so outside of Star Wars, she edited things like Taxi Driver and, you know, very well-renowned editor. Uh, she won an Oscar, I think, for both Star Wars, A New Hope, and, and Return of the Jedi. Um, famously, the Battle of Yavin sequence was an editorial mess, and she was a large part of, of fixing that. So... Big name for Star Wars, knows what she's talking about, been there since the beginning, was married to George Lucas, and she wrote a foreword to some book about a guy named Howard Kazanjian, who I've never heard of. But she wrote the foreword to this book, and in that foreword, she unloaded on the sequels, the prequels, everything. This is just fantastic, so I want to read some of these quotes. They don't get it. And J.J. Abrams is writing these stories. When I saw the movie where they kill Han Solo, I was furious. Absolutely, positively, there is no rhyme or reason to it. I thought, you don't get the Jedi story. You don't get the magic of Star Wars. You're getting rid of Han Solo. And then at the end of this last one, they have Luke disintegrate. They killed Han Solo. They killed Luke Skywalker. And they don't have Princess Leia anymore. And they're spitting out movies every year. That and, quote seems a little bit old. She didn't even touch on Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Well, who knows when she wrote this? She'd probably be even more angry. She goes on. 
And they think it's important to appeal to a woman's audience, so now their main character is this female supposed to have Jedi powers, but we don't know how she got Jedi powers or who she is. It sucks. The storylines are terrible. Terrible. Just awful. I I love that she. this is a foreword in a book. It reads like... It reads like Donald Trump tweeting. It's fantastic. Or it sounds like she's talking, so it's almost like she's voice texting the forward. And if you think, well, she's just, you know, she's just anti-Disney. Well, she is. But she also goes on to talk about her experience when she first saw episode one. Now, this is, I think she and Lucas divorced in like the mid-80s or something like that. So she's the ex-Mrs. George Lucas for a long time at this point. Anyway, how did you feel about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, Mrs. Lucas? I remember going out to the parking lot, sitting in my car, and crying. I cried, and I cried because I didn't think it was very good, and I thought George had such a rich vein to mine, a rich palette to tell stories with. There were things I didn't like about the casting, and things I didn't like about the story, and things I didn't like. It was a lot of eye candy, CG. Wow, I can, this, I just this say, person sounds... I love her. Yeah, like you guys I will mean, get along I am so lo- well. I am strongly in love. <laughs> if I was not a married man, I would be looking to become the next Mr. Marsha Lucas. Because <laughs> what a hero. Wow. What what an absolute champion. Hey, I looked up Howard Kaz- Kazanjan. He's an American film producer best known for his Star Wars films. Well, there you go. Uh, he also worked on Indiana Jones. He was the vice president of Lucasfilm. And, and so they, the, the publisher went to Marsha. we like, would you like to write the uh, the forward to, to the book about Howard? I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about Howard. No, no, no. Just, just <laughs> whatever's on your mind. In fact, we'll send somebody to your house with a tape recorder. You just start talking and we'll call it good. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, you and McGregor announced that the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series has finished filming. Uh, now, I know you don't have Disney+. Plus. I know you don't want to support Disney+. Plus. Are you at all interested in this series? No, but uh, let's come back to story time. Can we just hit the music? No, no, at the end. I'm teasing it. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. We'll do a little bit more, but then I w- let's get to it. All uh, right. What do you got next? Uh, you know Prince Philip? Uh, He's dead now. This was like the really old guy. So he... His will is going to stay a secret for 90 years. And then what? Uh, Then it will be revealed to the world what's in his will. Hmm. Won't everybody that he knows be gone then? I think that's the point. So, hmm, interesting. I don't know. I mean, this definitely lends credence to the theory that he is a lizard person. Why? Well, why... Why, like, he's obviously has something to hide. So that's what you're jumping to? <laughs> well, you, there, like, among the lizard people theory, he is one of the prominent oh. uh, people who's okay, considered a lizard person. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about Lord of the Rings, and I guess the composer for those movies was Howard Shore. Do you know about him? Yeah. Well, it looks like he's in talks to do the music for the TV series. Is that on Amazon also? Yeah. So Amazon has Lord of the Rings and Wheel of Time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So do you, I like? Do you have any feelings about that, Howard Shore, on the TV show? I, I'm I'm a fan. Regarding, but I would recommend they differentiate a little more from the trilogy. Do you have? I know you don't like the Hobbit series, 
So that I, this might be an easy no. But do you have any interest in the Lord of the Rings Hobbit 4K box set? I do not. Did you hear how many discs this thing is? Like 20. 31. It's called yeah. the Ultimate Collection. All right, yeah. what do you got next? All right. So uh, another hero of our time. Not quite as fun as Marsha, but that's because he has to be a little, his career's still going on. So Denis Villeneuve is out doing press for Dune, and he was asked about the Marvel movies. And I just love that he answered, because he says, perhaps the problem is that we are in front of too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Perhaps these types of movies have turned us into zombies a bit. But big and expensive movies of great value, there are many today. So he's French-Canadian, so he's, you know, the English isn't perfect. But I think he's getting his point across. I don't feel capable of being pessimistic at all about the future of other big movie productions. And he goes on, if you're talking about Marvel, the thing is, these films are all made from the same mold. Some filmmakers can add a little color to it, but they are all cast in the same factory. It doesn't take away anything from the movies, but they are formatted. So you see, he's being a little more diplomatic than Marsha. Mm. I hope he gets to write a forward to Howard, a Howard Kazidjian biography in 40 years and really unload. Uh, but he's absolutely right. Ben, I have some news. If it's true, if it happens, I'll be so excited about growing up. Uh, probably my, uh, I guess the show came out around my early teen years. I can't remember exactly, but I loved Quantum Leap. I've talked about it on the show many times. Well, Scott Bakula, the lead in Quantum Leap, uh, has this quote. Here's a quote from Scott. There's very significant conversations about it right now going on. This is about a reboot happening or maybe a revival. I don't know what it would be. I don't know who would have it. The rights were a mess for years. I don't know if they're even sorted out now. That's always been the biggest complication. He went on to say that him and the show's creator have been talking about uh, returning to Quantum Leap for years. And, I mean... You know it's a real shame? That they can't just get the show rebooted? No. Or revived? That's perfectly okay. What's a real shame is that, to the best of my knowledge, uh, Scott Bakula has never played Dracula <laughs> his entire career. I know, that is a shame. So, anyways... You can, like, see the movie poster writes itself. I know. Scott Bakula is Count Dracula. Bacula as Dracula. Yeah. I know, I like it too. All right, are you ready for story time? I'm interested. I am. Let's do it. It's sci-fi Christian story time. So I don't remember if I told any of this yet, um, but if I have, only the beginning will be a repetition, and then I, I it's all new from there. So I... Uh, I, I'm driving my daughter. She's doing because uh, my kids are homeschooled. So you did she, tell a story, okay? So, where you heard her friend talking, yeah, about, talking Star about Star Wars. Wars. Okay, and so she loved episode nine. Episode nine, yeah. So let's we'll begin there at the okay. story. A couple days later, Annie comes to me and she says, uh, "I'm going to show the kids the Phantom Menace. Uh, would you like to watch it with us?" And of course, I said no. Actually, I said, "Why would you do that?" You know, it's funny. I don't know if you remember, but we just on an episode recently, we I asked about uh, had they seen it. I think you said no. Why would I show it to them? And you talked about being a a curator, like a yeah. curating for kids. And we had this idea to do a show curating for kids about yeah. being a responsible well, parent. I, I've been completely overruled. Okay, so what happened? Well, she's like because now they're aware of these other movies and their friends are talking about them. So no, it's, it's stupid peer pressure. It's no different than cocaine or the other things kids use. Uh, and so they're 
uh, the, the, Annie comes to me and says, I'm going to show, not I want to, but just like this is happening. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't even given a choice to, to voice my objections, but voice them I did anyway, because I am a, a responsible adult. So I said, why would you do that? And she said, well, because they want to see it. They want to know the whole backstory. I said, go read on Wikipedia. You know, that's better than spending your time. And she didn't think that was funny. And so uh, and I didn't think it was funny either. I'm deadly serious about about this. So uh, she announces they're going to watch him Friday afternoon. So they're going to watch this Friday afternoon. So I'm working from home Friday afternoon. And uh, she comes to me and says, we're going to watch Phantom Menace now. And I said, okay. Says, and then she drops this bomb on me. Uh, I'm going to get a Disney Plus subscription because that's the best way to watch it. I said, what? I said, no, I don't. I, I think the words out of my mouth were, I don't approve of Disney Plus. <laughs> and she said, well, the DVDs aren't here. I said, no, they, we own this on DVD. We own the prequels on DVD. I know this for a fact. She says, says well, they're not there. And so I'm going to I'm gonna sign up for a month of Disney Plus. And so, like, this is just not fair. You know, you've heard about in marriage, you're going to have fights, but you got to fight fair. This is like, you can't drop a Disney Plus bomb on me with five minutes notice. So I now have a mission. I have to find these DVDs in my house and or else my house is going to be, be purchasing a Disney Plus subscription. And so I, I literally looked everywhere in my house. I was under the stairs of the crawl space, going through boxes that haven't been opened in 10 years, trying to find the stupid prequel DVDs. I did finally find them. Oh, wow. Crisis averted. Thank God. Because that, that was a close it one. was all close to being a very dark day in my life. We did have a fight about my attitude later, but <laughs> that. So, anyway, oh. so I, I, I give them this. I'm still not happy they're watching the prequels. Uh, thankfully, kids were not a fan of the Phantom Menace. Okay. So, except for Charles, but that was mainly because he knew that I wasn't. So, Charles, you have to understand, like, you know, bedtime stories. So, back when we were reading just picture books, like, I read chapter books now, but when we were just reading picture books, there was one called The Gingerbread Baby. I hate that book. And I made the mistake of letting him know that. And he picked it every single night just to piss me off. So he's, in which I respect the game because I, I also enjoy pissing people off. Uh, so he he loves uh, the Phantom Menace, but mainly he loves that I don't love that he loves the Phantom Menace. So, okay. So I was like, okay, but you're not going to watch the other ones, right? We all know it's crap. No, we still want to see him. Why? We want to know the backstory. I said, the backstory is he becomes Darth Vader. What, <laughs> what else do you need to know? So, but it's like, okay. I guess I, you know, I've lost this battle, but I averted Disney Plus. Well, I thought this was going to end with you having a Disney Plus subscription. Well, this is like the horror movie where the monsters defeated, but last shot of the movie, Attack on the Clones. It's coming back. No, no, the last shot of the movie. It's like the monster you thought was dead is coming back out of the water or whatever. So you anticipate (laughs) your family will someday own or subscribe to Disney Plus. My wife already told me it's happening. Because she said they want to watch the sequels, too. And that's when I almost lost it. Because I was like, why? Why? These are garbage movies. These are trash movies. This was in the middle of our fight. And <laughs> I, Oh, man, I can't believe this. Is, I mean, th- I, you, know, you and me have a podcast where you, you know, belittle me. 
but you know, it's all it's all. I fun. wasn't belittling her. I just said, but, why would you show these movies to the kids? Oh man! So this became a real life thing for you. The podcast got yeah. too real. Well, no, it's it's like it's just you. It's, it's not. Like I don't want my kids to watch the sequels or the prequels, but especially not the sequels. Like these are terrible movies. Why would you watch them? Well, they want to be able to talk to their friends about them. Like, well, I don't want them to watch them, but you know. And and then she's like, well. Uh, you know, I think the best way to watch the sequels when we get there, we're going to have to sign up for a month of Disney Plus. It's like I don't approve of Disney Plus. Once they overrule, once they get a taste, Disney Plus is this never is, leaving your house. <laughs> this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. Just think of all the things I can experience now. Not just Disney, not just Star Wars, but the other Disney material plus Marvel. Uh, no. They they're not a, they're too young to watch Marvel. No. There's too much sex and violence and nudity in those movies. There's, probably <laughs> there's not. I think your older kids could watch the Marvel movies. Wow! Oh, I can't wait I'm, to hear about this. I'm furious. Let's just kind of keep this conversation open. I want to hear more about. So it. as of today, as of today, uh, Paris has not fallen, but the Nazi takes are on the horizon. Which, just to be clear in this metaphor, the Nazis are Disney, not my wife. <laughs> just to yeah, be I'm very clear. Uh, <laughs> my wife is the innocent victim who just thinks it's a good idea to open the gates. I don't know if Paris has gates, but I'm assuming if it did. Man, I want to give some news, but because of that news you just gave, I kind of feel like you're going to just be mad about this. But I'm going to give it anyways. As a kid... You may remember, of course, I like Back to the Future, but there's another movie I watched over and over, just like Back to the Future Part 2. I watched Flight of the Navigator countless times. Countless times. Well, it's getting rebooted for Disney+. And not Ron Howard, but Bryce Dallas Howard is going to be directing this film. Give me the thoughts on everything I just said. You've never seen Flight of the Navigator. Never seen it. Not interested in the reboot. Not interested in the Hate reboot. Disney Plus. Yep. And but the, I'm most interested in, I know you don't like Ron Howard, but what do you think of Bryce Dallas Howard as a director? I don't know anything. I've seen her as an actress, and mm-hmm. she's she's decent. Okay. So but No, nothing about this sounds good. This all sounds terrible. I save a special last news of the day for you. Well, thank you. Last news of the I day. I almost made Flight of the Navigator last news, but I thought, no, Ben needs something happy. This will be a better last news. I'm surprised you didn't mention this last week, because I actually had this last week, failed to cover it, made sure to bring it back up this week. David Lynch and Pharrell Williams are preparing to open a nightclub together. Oh, my goodness. I haven't read the article. I've that given sounds you, amazing. I've given you the headline. I have the article open, but I don't. I feel like... Uh, Should we, we go to it sometime? Yeah, let me see where it's at. Uh, I don't feel like you're really the nightclub type of guy. I mean, I, I I've been to nightclubs in my day. I don't know if we could go. I don't know if we would really go now, but <laughs> well, not like I'd want to wait till you know, California. All right, it looks like it's going to be out. in Spain. Oh, so this is going to be tough. Well, I've never been to Spain though. I am interested. Well, can I give you a tourist hint? Yes. When you're there, you want to call it España. Okay, that was a good hint. So. I'm sorry I don't have more details, Ben. I've, no, I've, it sounds great. I've given you the foundation of this news. There's probably more to tell. Nothing? Okay. No. I'll hit the, I'll hit right. the music. <laughs> What's the latest David Lynch movie you watched? Oh. I haven't watched anything recently. I'm going to watch Blue Velvet pretty soon. All right. 
Well, listeners, thanks for joining us here for this great news episode. Lots of lots of material there. I can't wait to get the uh, update on the ongoing saga of Disney Plus and the DeBono household. But for now, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DeBono. And we're the Stuff by Christians signing off. Hey, goodbye. Disney Plus yeah. at the DeBonos. Like, what could we call that series? Well, it's not going to be a series. Yeah. Because as of now, this I is- haven't agreed to permit anything other than the free trial. The series is, what kind of things are they watching that you never wanted them to see? That's true. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I just can't wait. It's like my kids got internet access. Yeah. (laughs) Just, (laughs) Just take some notes about what they're watching. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.